just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Yet another show with a guest. We've had a couple of listeners recently, and it's been about a week. We have Ed back, and he's coming to us from the kind of red state of Tennessee. Here's a true blue guy in the middle of a red state, <laughs> and uh, things got to get a little uncomfortable for you, Ed, now and again. Well, I, I keep my head down to a certain degree. I, I've, uh, I have a nice underground here of various folks that, uh, like-minded folks, I should say, say that uh, that I can commiserate with and uh, there's uh, several online groups that uh, you know are pretty rigorous in uh, in uh, making sure that we don't have a lot of uh, uh, red folks joining in so we can pretty much vent our spleen without uh, fear of being uh, outed so to speak but they do something every day literally every day that drives me crazy this particular um, uh, legislative session has uh, seen everything from trying to put uh, child marriage in to now they've they've just passed a a, a law that would uh, do away with interracial interfaith and of course uh, uh, marriage between uh, um, consenting adults uh, other than male and female. Uh, if they can even define those, quite frankly, which uh, uh, they seem to have a problem with, too. But anyway, um, I don't think this one will t- pass constitutional muster as it now stands. But given the makeup of the Supreme Court and uh, what Clarence Thomas and Alito both had to say when they uh, dismantled Roe v. Wade, uh, I have to believe that uh, there's a chance they will go after interracial marriage, same-sex marriage, and even interfaith marriage. And what's ironic about this whole thing, I just so, read a story yesterday about your lieutenant governor, who's apparently using a governmental <laughs> um, <laughs> account and is uh, sending cute little emojis to a uh, gay influencer on Instagram, a very young gay influencer on Instagram. Now, I would have to believe that your lieutenant governor has portrayed himself as a manly man, but he's dumb enough to use a governmental account to uh, express his his desires (laughs) in a kind of lascivious way. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's not many ways to uh, look at this other than the fact that he's hitting on this kid. And uh, the kid himself says that he offered him a job in the lieutenant governor's office. So, wow. you know, keeping him close. Um, governor uh, Governor Lee, of course, is one of these Christo fascists who uh, um, has been has just signed a bill outlawing uh, drag performances, uh, at least where children uh, are uh, allowed to to see them and uh, but uh, of course they came up with pictures of him and drag granted from high school but uh, you know I, I think uh, yeah in, a, in a, a Tucker Carlson way I'd have to say does uh, does Bill Lee always dress in drag he does, must. did he pick 
Randy, does, did he pick Randy McMally because he, he wanted a good man under him? I don't know. You know <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Well, you know, it's ironic. It's always the case. These people that, that claim to be homophobic or anti LGBTQ or anti pedophilia. It always seems, at least in the Republican Party, whatever they're complaining about, they seem to be guilty of. It's projection in the highest degree. Uh, and these Republicans keep getting slapped in the face and embarrassed, but they keep doubling fucking down. Well, this is the case, and it's been known for several years, that whatever city hosts the Republican National Convention, um, the uh, viewing of gay porn and the engagement of uh, gay prostitutes goes way up. It's uh, it's everybody works when the Republicans are in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Let's talk about one of the bigger national stories, maybe the biggest national story we've heard in a while. Uh, you've no doubt heard about Manhattan District Attorney Elvin Bragg. Uh, yeah, he's the man that took over for Cyrus Vance and then sounded like he was going to step back from Donald Trump. And now he's going hard. Apparently, he got enough kickback and he found a way to go after Donald Trump. And it's with regards to this hush money paid to Stormy Daniels prior to the 2016 election. Now, Alvin Bragg off, uh, invited him to a nice little grand jury soiree and asked him to attend and testify. And he didn't say, yeah, let's let's talk about it. He said, be here next week or don't. I'm convinced he doesn't expect he's going to testify. He doesn't give a fuck if he's going to testify. He's just going through a normal procedure and offering a courtesy. Here's your chance to tell your side of the story. But motherfucker, the 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 indictment is imminent. Oh, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's a custom in New York to offer the subject of an indictment, the chance to testify before the indictment is given. Well, that's a known. Right. Uh, so the indictment is coming. I do think there's a very good chance here that uh, um, Trump will, will have some difficulty here. Now, uh, technically speaking, I think uh, he would, uh, the main charges would be a misdemeanor. So right. I don't think that's a big deal. And there's a, you know, there's separate legal theories about uh, other things that could happen. But still, uh, just having him convicted would be, I think, a, a blow, uh, especially now that uh, uh, Ron DeSantis is touring the country, telling everyone he's not running for president while hawking his book. But right. uh, um, anything, uh, there's so many things going on with Trump right now that. Uh, I've got a feeling that once the dam breaks, so to speak, there's going to be one right after the other. Um, down in Georgia, uh, the the uh, attorney general down there pretty much has to indict pretty quickly before they try to remove her. Right. Because the Georgia legislature just passed a law allowing them to remove prosecutors. So uh, um, she's got to act quickly. And then you've got uh, Mr. Smith, who can go after him for both the uh, phone calls and also for the uh, uh, classified material uh, he had on hand. So there's a lot yet. That, and then there's civil, uh, there's a civil uh, action that can go forward in New York that would hurt him 
extremely financially and destroy his business, what's left of it. So there's a lot that he has on his plate right now. Well, and I've always said all we need is one indictment. And granted, the one in Manhattan District may be a misdemeanor in terms of him paying hush money. But there's also campaign finance rules, too, that might come into right. play there. And that may be more of a federal thing. Uh, but uh, as you said, once he gets one indictment, the dam is probably going to break. I think all these people are pussyfooting around because they don't want to be the first person to indict a former president. But once that once that dam is broken, uh, people are going to be losing their shit. I mean, I got to think Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and even Fonnie Willis, if Elvin Bragg, who six months ago was never even going to touch Donald Trump, if he's the first one to send out the indictment, it's going to be kind of embarrassing, especially for Merrick Garland and Jack Smith, that they were able to put together this case and get an indictment out there before the DOJ was able to do it. The DOJ seems to be lagging behind everybody, including the J6 committee. So at some point, they need to act. I agree. And, uh, you know, I do feel the frustration that everyone else seems to feel about this who's not on the Trump team. But uh, at the same time, I, I do go back to the old saw that if you shoot at the king, it's best not to miss. So uh, I, I do think that uh, Mary Garland, Garland making, uh, you know, dotting all the guys and crossing the T's and bringing in Jack Smith to kind of do double duty on it probably makes sense. We just... We need something to happen here pretty quick. We do. I mean, time is of the essence at this point. We've got uh, another another election coming up in, in 2024. It's got to be done before the end of this year, if not before the end of this summer. Timing just doesn't work out if you go beyond that. Then there's just more excuses for people saying, yeah, let's wait till after 2024. No, motherfucker, we need to get this done mm-hmm. now. One of the biggest problems I have with Donald Trump and his people not getting indicted, it allows them to continue to destroy this country and destroy democracy. I have a feeling that if if we could at least throw some indictments, at least that would throw a hurdle in their way and slow them down from fucking trying to wreck the country. You know, I'm of two minds in a way about it because uh, I definitely want to see Donald Trump and Blaze Orange out picking up trash. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I love the idea of Trump and DeSantis savaging each other over the next year or so um, and denying the Republicans any chance uh, of taking the presidency. Not that I really think there is one, but uh, uh, DeSantis is dangerous. And uh, Trump is, of course, Trump is already in the dustbin of history. He just doesn't know it yet. Right. Well, the weird thing about Republicans, and this explains how Donald Trump got to be president and how he got as powerful as he did once he was president. The the Republicans have no integrity. Whoever is the popular guy, they will jump on board no matter what this guy is preaching, no matter what this guy is saying. They don't care. They'll set any kind of sensibility aside just to be on a winning team. And and honestly, I think I don't think Donald Trump will be in the mix in 2024. Uh, I don't think Ron DeSantis will either. He's got a lot of problems. And if 
Donald Trump is going to spend the next six months to a year tearing him to shreds. Eventually, Ron DeSantis is going to have to respond. I think what's going to happen is the Trump and Ron DeSantis camps will destroy each other, and then somebody will come out at the end that will have to run for president for the Republicans. Now, I had an emailer yesterday who suggested this, and and I never thought about this, but this isn't out of the realm of possibility. It's going to be really hard for any Republican to win in 2024, the presidency, just based on all the shit that's going on. So do they then just throw up some sacrificial lamb who they know is going to lose just to get that behind them, like a Chris Christie or somebody like that? That's distinctly possible. It is possible. And um, I don't think it'll be Nikki Haley. I think she's done after CPAC. uh, I think reaction to her there. Uh, it was pretty brutal. And uh, I think anybody who comes out right now is probably going to be uh, off the radar. And I think that's why DeSantis is, is uh, you know, steadfastly claiming he's not running while he runs. Uh, is because he can always have plausible deniability later and say, well, I was running, I support Trump. Uh, but um, because his people are still loyal, I tweeted this morning, he could take a crap on the Bible while performing a late-term abortion, and his base would not leave him. And I still believe that's true. Yeah, I, I, I agree that I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think uh, um, I think we're looking at uh, a weird situation when it comes down to it in 2024. Somebody's going to emerge at the end because these two will just fucking destroy one another, and uh, it's just not going to go well for them. Now, um, in terms of the Manhattan District, it's funny. Donald Trump has reacted in a uh, a rare way. We've never seen this before. He knows that the the uh, um, <laughs> the the indictment is imminent, and what does he say? This is insane. This is political. <laughs> it's a witch hunt. I mean, we've heard this yeah. story over and over again. You'd think he'd come up with a different way to present his outrage, but he's so predictable and it's so childish, the things he says. Not only that, but I think he's losing people in his camp. Have you seen his videos lately that he's putting on Truth Social? It looks like they're filmed in a coal mine. I mean, the the, the pure technical... Uh, lack of expertise on these things is jarring. Right. And I, I can't believe he must just be doing them himself without any help. That's all I can figure because they look terrible. Uh, yeah. you got to make a quick note about his book. Now, you've heard about his book. Yes, the I book have. Of letters that people sent to him. He's he, he's charging $99 for, by the way, which is insane. And um Apparently, he didn't clear the letters. So there's a lot of people who have not given an okay for him to be published. Now, I don't know if there's going to be lawsuits or injunctions or anything like that, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, that that's the interesting thing. It, it came out that Jay Leno has said, hey, I didn't okay that. Now, the problem with this is, is that people that are going to be mm-hmm. taken aback by this actually have money and actually have lawyers that will go after Donald Trump. Yeah. There will be no money to be gotten from Donald Trump, but I bet that book doesn't come out 
I mean, it's just a grift on his part showing I have all these famous friends and they fucking love me. But I have a feeling if Donald Trump's going to be indicted, people like Jay Leno, there's also Oprah Winfrey in there. They're going to say, yeah, we don't want to be attached yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. And if we can stop this motherfucker, we're going to. And I, I guarantee you that book will be stopped because uh, they are going to be in court forever. There will be injunctions. There'll be all kinds of shit. He will not get that book out. Well, uh, I don't think anybody would buy it at this point anyway, except his real loyalist. I mean, we know that Trump social is limping along, losing money uh, on a daily basis, like a million dollars a week kind of thing. And the, the initial investors have already lost their investment. And um, I, I, the only reason it's still going is because he does want another failure uh, on his record uh, going into this uh, uh, election season. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is everything he's done, every turn he makes, it's a failure. And you would think the the, the amazing thing to me is that all these people that stay attached to him, even though he continues to fail, we know the Republican Party is lost in 2018, 2020, 2022, based on Trump or Trumpism or the MAGA fucks. But Many of these people still want to stick with it for whatever reason. It amazes me that they don't have the foresight to see that, you know, maybe we better let this one go. This one is not a winner for us. Let's move on. Now, it's either they're afraid of Donald Trump or he has something on them or whatever, but it's going to be interesting to find out what control he held over them when this is all said and done. I I think it's, uh, we have not to fear but fear itself and, yeah. and they assume that he has more influence over uh, the, the conservatives in general than he does does he control 30% of the party yeah probably he probably does but at the same time even these people and these are the only ones on Trump, Trump social by the way right. um, they're complaining that uh, number one Trump social cannot attract advertising from major advertisers like Facebook and Twitter and all the others do. Right. It gets none. So what it does get is the same kind of crap that Alex Jones and Jim Baker get. It's these supplements and all of this stuff and financial uh, crap like Kilberly Guilfoyle was pushing at CPAC where you invest in precious metals and that kind of thing. And most of them are scams and people are getting bitten by them and making complaints, even among the faithful. Can't you police the ads, they say? Well, (laughs) he doesn't want to. You got a dollar, he's got time for you. Well, and he's really scraping, too. I mean, he's not pulling in the kind of money he was once pulling in. I mean, let's be honest, for a while there, with all the fervor around Donald Trump, uh, he had a money-making machine. People just sent him money hand over fist. But now that's starting to dwindle, as well as those supporters. We saw it at CPAC. Did you take a look at the C-SPAN video at CPAC? All those seats available? <laughs> Even with Donald Trump yeah. speaking, they couldn't fill the fucking house. Right. And the house wasn't that big. Yeah. No, and I mean, like Lauren Boebert had like eight people, that kind of thing. You know, it was really kind of pathetic, and that's great. Um, the uh, All of his little enterprises, his uh, 
Um, he was trying to peddle those pictures of him, you know, as uh, oh the I NFTs, guess he meant yeah, to be non-fungible tokens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that went nowhere. Um, he he tries to sell a bunch of that kind of crap on uh, Truth Social as well. Nobody's buying it. You know, it's worthless, and it will be worthless. I mean, you know, maybe years and years, a hundred years down the road, somebody comes across a Trump coin or a Trump bill or something like that, you know, because the rest of it's all been trashed. It might be worth something, but not at this stage, you know, as a, uh, what would you call it? Uh, um, an absurdity. It might have some value. Well, Donald but, Trump uh, without question. Mostly, Donald, uh, Donald Trump without question is on a sinking ship. And you would think some of these people would start be bailing on this things, knowing that that's happening. But they've they've got this 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 lemming death wish that they're going to go over the cliff with them. They they just refuse to back off of it. I think, and there's a there's probably some psychological name for for it, but it, it's generally that once you've invested yourself so heavily in a, a Jim Jones-like a character, you'll be willing to drink the Kool-Aid when the time comes because they just can't break away. We saw it with QAnon. That, that's calmed down a little bit, I think, because nothing Q ever said came true. No. So uh, even the crazies have diminished in number, but they're still out there. They're still showing up at places looking for JFK Jr. and all of that crap. Absolutely. So... There will be some who will go down with him in years from now, just like they were with Hitler. They'll be claiming that, oh, he was right. You know, he was the best thing that ever happened to us. Well, we're seeing it in Congress now, too. We know that as soon as the Republicans took control of the House, that there would be all these investigations. And they've had a few hearings and every time they have these hearings, they embarrass themselves. They have absolutely no evidence of anything they're spewing, whether it be QAnon or just crazy Trumplefuck shit. They keep embarrassing themselves, and and it doesn't stop them. I mean, I got to be honest, Ed. You and I aren't no. the sharpest tools in the shed. But if I'd no, walk no, out, if I walked outside and said, "Hey, somebody said, hey, Mike, your zipper's down." I'd zip the motherfucker up. I wouldn't just leave it open and say, yeah. fuck you. I'm going to be loud and proud. But they, they're they all walking around with their zippers down. Well, they thought that they would be able to bring in these these wackos uh, for these various charges. and, and just, But they just don't hold up at all. And it doesn't help that we've got some real heavyweights uh, that are pushing back on all of these committees and some students. Some stars uh, uh, like Campbell showing up that we didn't even know about that are, you know, showing the lie. Uh, yesterday was Jim Jordan trying to um, claim that uh, uh, the, the Biden administration was trying to arrest parents for showing up at school board meetings when, of course, right. it was really people who were sending these atrocious, horrible letters and threats to uh, school board members uh, talking about killing their families and all of this kind of thing. And, you know, criminal stuff right. that, that Jim Jordan is bringing these people in as witnesses. And uh, and uh, Lauren Boebert, you know, claiming that 25% of the federal workforce wasn't showing up to work and then finding out that the leaked document was from the Trump administration. Um, right. th- this is the kind of absurdities that we're treated to on a daily basis. 
And I'm glad that the mainstream media is at least touching on it, but they're not giving it the coverage it should have. No, no. It, it, it's it's funny. Uh, there have some been, been some people who have emerged on the Democratic Party in the House that have been really powerful. There's a guy by the name of Dan Goldman from New York. He's a former prosecutor. Goldman, yes. He worked on the impeachment. This guy kicks, yep. his, kicks the Democrats' ass every fucking day. He's a prosecutor, so he knows how to do it. He knows how to set them up, and he knows how to take them down. <laughs> that has got to be a thorn in the side to the Republicans because he kicks their ass every day. Yeah, he's outstanding. And then I, I don't remember the guy's name, but yesterday he called James, Jim Jordan on, uh, um, you know, for complaining people about people answering subpoenas when he didn't um, right. and called him out right there in the committee meeting, which is, which is also really good. I really enjoyed that one as well. Well, that's Eric Swalwell. And I think Swalwell, he's a good represent yes. representative too. He's pretty solid. He's pretty in your face about things. And he made the point, actually somebody sent me an email yesterday that I read about the same topic. And I brought it up before, um, these Republicans are so short-sighted. They will run rampant in the White House when Donald Trump was there, do whatever the fuck they want to do in the House of Representatives when they held sway there. And they don't realize that they're setting a precedence that somebody else can do it, too. And the perfect right. thing is Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan sends out these subpoenas to the FBI and the DOJ. They say, fuck yourself. And he goes, what are you afraid of? <laughs> And, yep. and Eric Swalwell goes, I don't know. What are you afraid of, Jim? It's the ultimate hypocrisy <laughs> for you to send out subpoenas and expect people to fucking comply with them when you don't even comply with with subpoenas. Now, how does Jim Jordan not know that's not going to come up and be spread all over the media when it does? I mean, that it's 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 like he's a, a masochist. I'm going to say something stupid. Please kick my ass. Well, how does it how does it shake to have uh, Lauren Boebert railing against uh, um, teaching sexual education, sex ed in schools, and then having her seventeen year old son come up impregnating his fifteen year old girlfriend? I mean, uh, can't she see that disconnect? She had to have known about it when she was spouting off about sex ed that her own son had just made a girl pregnant. Right. Well, well, she she made a statement when she was talking, and she was proud about it. I'm going to be a grandma at 36 years old, and and her and 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 she said something to her son, and she says, "Well, you'll be fine because your mom was 36 years old when she had Lauren or uh, Lauren Bobert." So, as much as they hate Planned Parenthood. That fucking part of Colorado and the Bobert family could have used some plant parenthood because I don't give a fuck what you say. If you're a 16 or 17 year old kid having a child, that is a horrible mistake. You are not in a position. You're not emotionally or mature enough to handle that situation. And Lauren Bobert, who's this believer in the Bible, so to speak, or her version of the Bible, yeah. being proud that she's a grandma at 36 because her 17-year-old son impregnated a 15-year-old girl. God damn it. You know, 20 years ago, that would have been a scandal that would have ended her fucking career. Well, you remember the same thing happened with Palin. 
I mean, uh, her daughter got pregnant and they, uh, her and her boyfriend got married and that lasted about a week, as I remember. Um, so this, this is common for Republicans, especially of the trailer trash variety that both she and Palin are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I always, I always call Marjorie Taylor. Green. And excuse me, I shouldn't, sure. I shouldn't use that. What's that? The trailer trash thing? I shouldn't use the term trailer trash. There's many wonderful people who live in trailers, I'm sure. No, okay. I, I agree. But, I have, uh, I, it, I was, have... it was a convenient, uh, so I will uh, I will take that back. But people of that ilk, that's all I'm going to say. Well, I've, I've had relatives that lived in trailers, and they're fine people. It's, it's, it's not so much uh, a commentary on trailers. It's a commentary on the image it creates. You know, we're we're talking deep south in these uh, these shambles of parks and you know it, we're talking about like well there was a there was a comedy show i think it's called the trailer park boys we're thinking about those types yeah. of people there are fine people living in all aspects of the world and 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 we don't want to put anybody down as far as that but lauren bobert is a uh <laughs> is a redneck piece of shit from colorado and how how she continues to get reelected. Well, yeah, I no she's clue. been arrested for disorderly conduct and fighting the police and you know. Well, and you know, the funny well, thing is is her her seventeen year and I don't <laughs> Well, her seventeen year old son got this girl pregnant, and isn't it known that her, her uh, husband when he was younger got arrested for exposing himself to fifteen year old girls? Wasn't that the case? And and Lauren said, Well, there's my guy. I'm gonna yeah, marry yeah. that guy. Yeah. Because, you know, in the Bible, they talk Joy. about exposing yourself. Yeah. Well, we know she's a fraud in in, in every way, but she's also a millionaire fraud, uh, thanks to Ted Cruz's endorsement and uh, and backing. That's how she got where she is. Yeah, she did. And then you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene. You heard about this situation with Kevin McCarthy, and a lot of people were freaked out about it, where he made her um, – Speaker pro tempore, or if that's the correct right. way to pronounce it, yeah, <laughs> and people were all yeah. up in arms about it. They're thinking it's giving her extra power, and it's not that big a deal. It's just kind of a fill-in when uh, uh, when Kevin McCarthy can't show up as Speaker of the House. You know, he's busy. He's got shit going. Yeah, he's got to go work on a budget, for example. Uh, Biden presented his budget which they, they claim, of course, is a non-starter. But now they can't present theirs because it won't be ready until April or maybe as late as June. Um, so in other words, they have nothing. They won't have anything. They will never come up with a budget because all they want to do is a 25% cut across the board. It's what they're asking for, and that's also a non-starter. But, but they have a problem because they got played by Joe Biden in that state of the union, he got them to yes. admit to take social security mm -hmm. and Medicare off the table. And that's really the only thing they could cut. That's the thing they wanted to cut. And as I told people on the podcast before, you have to know what the Republicans would have done here. They would have pressured Joe Biden to cut social security and Medicare. And if by some crazy chance he actually did it come 2024, they'd be complaining about Biden cutting Medicare and social security and putting it on his ass. But, but Joe wasn't yeah. going to get played that way. So now they've got to cut something to back up what their complaint is. But they got nothing left to cut. What are you going to cut? 
tax credits to the rich? Are you going to cut the Defense Department? They don't want that shit. They can't. They're they're caught. They're, they're stuck. There's nothing they can cut that would back up what they've been trying to do. Joe Biden fucking ruined it for him. And the, yeah, this is the thing. Now, people say, well, well, what happens about the debt ceiling come September? I'll tell you what happens. They have to raise it because their oligarch backers will not allow them to trash the economy because they lose money, too, when that yeah, happens. Absolutely. So they will have to give in. That will have to happen. I don't think Kevin McCarthy will still be in, uh, be the speaker at that point. At some point, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna piss off the Gateses and, and these people. And it only takes one, remember, to challenge him. Right. So he'll be gone and who knows will be speaker of the, of the house at that point. It may take months to get a speaker based on what happened the last time. Now, 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 a lot of people make the mistake that they're trying to compare that they think this debt ceiling not being raised and what would happen afterwards. They they try to compare it to a government shutdown, and it's not the same thing, not even close. The government shutdown is a pain and is problematic for whatever no. party causes it. But this not raising the debt ceiling basically crashes our economy, potentially crashes the world economy and it's going to be hard to come back from. That's why it's not going to happen. Oh, absolutely. And um, that exactly it's not going to happen. It would, uh, I mean, a government shutdown means that your social security check will be late. A government shutdown means that, that uh, or I mean, a, a default means that all the money is gone. I mean, right. it, it's uh, it, it's a incredibly bad thing. I hope that they understand that's what happened. Mostly they don't seem, a lot of them don't seem to realize that we're talking about money that was already spent, um, not heard, money I, that we're going to spend. Right, right. And I, I've heard some people on some of the news shows, some of the Democrats say that there's a lot of Republicans that just don't get the difference. They don't understand it. I mean, these are the people making the decisions and they don't fucking get it. I think that's true. I mean, when you think about it, the people in the House, they don't have to be smart. Look at Lauren, Lauren uh, Boebert. She wasn't even a high school graduate. Right. Uh, and I don't think she ever really legitimately got a, got her uh, GED even. Probably, I think it was probably. finally given to her after three tries. Uh, many of the others are the same way. They have no expertise in government or history or anything else. They get, you know, they hear something that somebody like a Tucker Carlson or a Hannity or somebody on their show says, and they take it as gospel and they run with it when it's always a lie. I mean, that's yeah. what Fox News does. And I think we've seen that now, and we should probably talk about that a little bit. That Fox News is now totally established as a lying organization. There's no way they can ever wipe that away. And, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The other thing is, but because they have now admitted they were lying, they've also pissed off Trump's base for admitting it. So, so they're getting it from both sides. I don't know if Fox will survive, and I'll be happy if they don't. Right. No, I agree with you totally, and we should talk about that. Tell you what, let's take a quick break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk about Fox and some other stuff. So hold on. We'll be right back.
Back on the Rational Boomer podcast with us today is Ed, a frequent guest on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Fox News, but Ed gave me a heads up of some breaking news. And I hate that fucking term, breaking news, because everything <laughs> is breaking news. But what do you got? Right. Um, I heard a, an inkling of this this morning that a bank called Silicon Valley Bank in California was in trouble. And uh, now it turns out that it's been closed by regulators and uh, the FDIC has taken over the bank and its assets and uh, FDIC of course insures deposits up to 250,000 but this is a bank that has some really big clients in Silicon Valley who would have much more than $250,000 it's unclear uh, what's happening there they say they're going to close it now and then it'll reopen monday kind of sounds like uh, it's a wonderful life doesn't it <laughs> maybe jimmy stewart will come with his his vacation money and their honeymoon money and save the day i don't know but uh, they have roughly 209 billion total assets 175 uh, billion in deposits according to this press release but apparently they got in trouble with crypto of all Oh, well, you know, given the name of that so bank, have, yeah. given the name of that bank, I'm assuming there's a lot of big time tech guys that have yes. hundreds of millions of dollars maybe tied up in that bank. And, you know, I've always, you know, I've heard people tell me about crypto and how it's good this and how it's good that I never, ever understood it. I would never have the courage to put a bunch of money into it because I don't understand it. I think, I think we may be looking at some big problems with crypto over the next year or so. There's already some big problems with it, but uh, these folks in Silicon Valley, these big tech guys think they can game the system much like the Republicans do. Uh, many of them probably Republicans. So it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out there. It's not going to be pretty. Well, apparently the uh, shares of the parent company, SVB Financial, fell 60% Thursday and another 60% this morning, and they halted trading on it at this point. Now, um, not not to throw any panic out there because this is one bank, okay, but still, it's a big bank. And uh, it, it puts me in mind of the uh, George Bush recession, which was based on a lot of um, false financial information, those packages they put together with mortgages that were crap and right. so forth. You go back to the Great Depression, it was the same thing, these paper that meant nothing. Um, and when it bottom fell out, it all fell out. So we hope that other banks were less uh, less likely to be so profligate with their uh, um, their loans and so forth, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see this on a Friday, closing out the financials on a Friday. It's not really a good thing. Yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's gotta be a little, little scary. And, and, uh, we'll be following that to let you know what's going on with that. It'll be interesting to find out, but I have a feeling there's going to be some wealthy people a little fucking nervous after this happens because, you know, one bank like this goes down or at least gets shut down for a period of time. It's conceivable to think there might be other banks of a similar ilk that will go through this shit, too, because if crypto's the problem and crypto's tanking, um, it's going to tank all over. They're not the only bank involved.
uh, you know, and I don't know to what extent it was based on the crypto thing or if they had other shaky investments or, or what it may be, but uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, we have to get a better rein on the financial industry beyond folks like Katie Porter and Elizabeth Warren. I'm not sure how many people in the legislative or even the executive branch or, or even the Supreme Court know that much about it. Uh, to be honest, and I'm, I'm not even sure the people in it know, because you would think they would see this stuff coming up and would uh, would uh, raise some uh, alarm or something, but they never seem to, not at the Fed, not, uh, not on Wall Street, nowhere do they see these things coming, or if they do, they think maybe I can get mine and get out before it all falls apart. I don't know what the problem is, but we need a better reign on the financial industry so we don't keep having this happen. I lost 40% of my retirement the last time during the Bush thing and had to build it back. Right. Um, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want it to help to happen to uh, the folks who are in that position right now. Uh, this is insane that it keeps happening, and it keeps happening because Republicans keep cutting regulations. That's why it happens. Well, absolutely. And, you know, this is the one thing the Republicans always do. Let's cut regulations. Let's cut regulations. I mean, that's part of the reason we have the problem in Ohio with the train derailment. Donald Trump was asked about it. Well, you cut the regulations. He goes, no, I had nothing to do with that. He would own up to it if it was going to be in his favor, but because it goes against him, he acts like he never heard of it. Uh, the thing with this bank and other banks and the 2007 or eight crash, it's all about greed. It's all about these people at the higher levels of money, seeing ways they can grift money and take shortcuts and do things and play around with shit. And they'll do it until they get caught and things go to shit. Now, we do need stricter restraints on the financial parts of this country, but I think those those restraints are more important with the big people because you and I have our restraints. I mean, fuck, we put a check in the bank. We got to wait 10 days to fucking use it. So <laughs> it's again, it's about the wealthy and it's about the greedy who fucking screw it up for the rest of this country. Right. And why is it that, for example, um, if I go to a bank and borrow money right now, I don't know what they're charging, probably close to 12%. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, and yet if I put money in my account, I might get to two and a half. If I get a special instrument, I might get four and a half percent to something like that. Um, why does why do they never lower the top rate? And when they drop the bottom rate, when they when they why do insurance? Why do credit cards never lower the rate? Right, only raise it. I mean, this is this is uh, this is insanity that we put up with because apparently um, Congress is so bought that they never even want to take a look at it, much less do anything about it. Absolutely. Uh, I hate banks and I hate insurance companies because I see them both as a scam. You know, I've had bank accounts here in town at a credit union and at banks, and I'm getting nickeled and dimed off of everything I do. And then they, you know, I've put money into a bank and saying, okay, now I want to take it out. It was a fairly large sum, like five or 6,000 or right. maybe more. 
And then they say, well, you can't take that much out. I go, why not? Well, because we don't have it here. You have to go to this bank or you can't because of this or that or the other thing. And it fucking annoys me. I ended up, uh, my wife and I ended up getting one of those online banks. It's called Chime. You have a card, you have a couple cards and you have an app. I've never been able to handle my money more easily. Now that I've done that and I don't have to walk up to some fucking teller or sit in some line in the drive up and then have to dick around with them on top of it. Banks piss me off. Insurance companies piss me off. These are all well, the, the kind up of to rip us off. Casinos. Uh, the, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, they have all the chips and you got nothing, you know, so. uh I, I don't use banks that much. I mean, I have a couple of, uh, couple of accounts for convenience, but that's about it, you know. Yeah. And the problem is these days, uh, people look down their nose if you're using cash. I like using cash a lot <laughs> if I'm not using yeah. my card, which I have access to all the time. Uh, the nice thing about the online card is, if I've got shit coming out that I don't like or that I don't know about, I can go on my app, just switch that fucker off, and nobody can take anything. You can't do that in a bank. Um, well, you can, but it's it's much more cumbersome. Yeah. Um, banks want to control you even though it's your money. Insurance companies yeah. want to take you for a ride uh, because they'll claim – well, we're we're going broke on the auto insurance. That's why you're paying so much. That's absolute bullshit. I told my insurance man one time, I said, are insurance companies really going broke with auto insurance? It's a loss leader. Is that true? He said, Mike, go to any fucking town in America. Who owns the biggest buildings? It's fucking insurance companies or banks. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. When was the last time I filed a claim on insurance? Let's see. Um, 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I've been paying yeah. for auto insurance every month since then. I filed one claim in all that time. And it was basically a fender bender that didn't cost that much. So. Uh, yeah, no, they're, they're not hurting. I'm sorry. Where they are hurting is places like where they've insured buildings that burn down in California every year and that sort of thing, or the, the beachfront is going to disappear soon. Yeah, they'll make a loss there for sure. But in California now, try to get fire insurance. You know, uh, you, you, you can't if you live in certain areas and, um, or they'll find a way to not pay you, of course, is what they do with health insurance. Uh, well, um, uh, you've got cancer, but we think you had it as a child, so it's a pre-existing <laughs> condi- condition. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, th- there's all that sort of stuff that they do too. Yeah, it's fucking absolutely absurd. Uh, we got off track there with the breaking news, but uh, we were talking yes, about we, we were talking about Fox News, and uh, Fox finds themselves in a very interesting position. They're being sued by Dominion for defamation. And uh, to the tune of $1.6 billion. And what Dominion's been doing, it's been releasing all kinds of documents from this lawsuit, which is a good idea to let the public know exactly what's going on. Fox News doesn't want people to know what's going on. And Fox News is getting exposed at every fucking turn. None of these documents help 
Fox News at all. They want to claim First Amendment and all this other bullshit. But the fact of the matter is they are fucking guilty as hell. Dominion is a big company, so they know what the fuck they're doing. Not only is Fox going to be destroyed financially, but like you pointed out, now we're hearing what these Fox News people said behind the scenes, which was 180 degrees different than what they said on uh, on the air, which makes them flat-out liars. Uh, you, you have to wonder, are the Fox News people that watch Fox News, are they ever going to hear this or understand it, or is it just us reasonable folks that are hearing this? Well, uh, Dominion, as part of uh, uh, what's going on, are demanding that they do that Fox do it, that Fox put it on there, puts it on their air, that they lied, they knew they were lying, and so forth. And they've also asked the judge for a summary judgment now. There's no, they're saying there's no point in continuing this trial. They have admitted to everything. So why are we still having a trial? Give us a judgment and uh, then let us go for punitive too. So uh, Fox may be in a deeper hole than even they know, because it won't just be the one point whatever billion. It's going to be some punitive laid on top of that, too. They could be double that. I mean, punitive damages can be as much as... there are other people that are just... Yeah. Could be 10 times as much. I mean, it's just whatever mood the judge is in that day. So the judge really has in his hands, if he wants to decimate Fox News, do away with them. I mean, they they talk about, well, they could probably afford to pay $1.6 billion, uh, and maybe they could. It would take a big bite out of them. But if it's bigger than that, it could pretty much flatten Fox News. Yeah, and uh, I would be glad to see that happen. I would love to see Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, Bartolomo, all of them uh, without a job because nobody else is going to hire them ever again. They're going to be like uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly, you know, pariahs. And that would be great because that's what they should be. Uh, They've been lying every day. It'll be funny. uh, uh, You know, maybe at some point Tucker Carlson and – Sean Hannity will be reduced to having their own podcast and will be in competition with those Fox Fox. <laughs> well, that would be ideal. Wouldn't it? <clears throat> but, uh, and unless they can lie, they have no show. Right. Exactly. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. Sean, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Bartolomo and, uh, um, all of these people have done nothing but lie for their entire careers, just like Alex Jones, just like Jim Baker, just like all of these people. If they can't lie, they have no show, period. Well, and part of the problem is, is that the listeners, the low life listeners that Fox News has, I mean, they really cater to the lowest common denominator, but it appears as though that those listeners know it's a lie, but aren't happy unless they hear the lie. They want to be told lies in order to make themselves feel better. They know in their heart it's a lie, but if they aren't yeah. sending that message, yeah. then they're not going to watch anymore. Well, if you're not going to cater to our stupidity, we'll watch somebody else. If I'm in the media, I would say, thank God, I don't want you as a fucking audience. 
well, this is the thing, and that was uh, that was one of the uh, texts that uh, Tucker sent to Hannity, trying to get him to uh, uh, use his influence to get somebody on their actual news site fired for telling the truth, because, and he said it, they're going to weigh in. In other words, they're going to somebody who lies even more than we do. So we have to start lying again. We have to get the lie quotient up again. So these people will continue to watch us. They have such contempt for their listeners, which they should, because quite frankly, at this point, if you're watching Fox other than for amusement, you're a total idiot. Yeah, you are an idiot. And then, of course, Tucker Carlson commits the ultimate sin in these text messages or in some Zoom meeting or something. Tucker Carlson talking about Donald Trump says he's sick of Donald Trump. He can't wait till he doesn't have to deal with Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump with a passion. Oh, my God, that's going to cause a bit of a rift between Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't take people speaking negatively of him very well. And I haven't heard heard him respond to this yet, but uh, you got to know it's coming. Right, and I I mean... um... I, I have I've never watched Sean Hannity's show. I have never watched Tucker Carlson's show. I've seen clips that people put on Facebook and so forth, and other people use. But uh, essentially, I've watched them both interviewing Donald Trump, and it's a fool's errand because the man, number one, he doesn't listen to questions. He just spews crap. And if you do ask him a question, like. Um, I believe I can't remember if it was uh, um, Hannity or Carlson. It was one of the two. Ask him, well, what will you do different in uh, um, what would you do different in Ukraine if you're elected president? And he went into a word salad for about a minute that meant absolutely nothing. And while Hannity is sitting there and even he can barely keep a straight face because this is such a momentous bunch of hot air and garbage that he said absolutely nothing. And he talks about our planes being too old, but we can do whatever we want. But Ukraine doesn't need us because you're doing a great job, but we shouldn't be there. And it wouldn't have happened if uh, because he and Putin are such good friends. You well, know? Now, I mean, it was that kind of crap. Well, now, now, Donald Trump did have one specific strategy that he laid out and you got to give him credit. This is a good idea. Somebody asked him, what would you do? He said, well, I would get Zelensky and Putin in the room. We would talk and we would knock some heads. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can see Donald Trump trying to knock (laughs) Vlad Putin's head. He'd have to get off his knees to reach his fucking head. Yeah. Oh, and and, um, and, and the latest from Trump, I got to throw this in there because he wants to create these freedom cities, which I would assume would be these uh, uh, cities for white people out on the plains somewhere. And he's going to give everybody a flying car. That's the big one. Everybody's going to get a flying car when he's president. <laughs> now, I mean, you, can't, you can't make this shit up. No, you, you know? can't. And the things he says is so absolutely absurd and silly. It's hard for me to imagine that there are some people going, yeah, I'm for that. Way to go, Donald Trump. They buy this shit. They believe it. Oh, I, you know, I, I see it. And especially women. 
And I, I saw a thing on CBS Sunday morning a while back where Ted Koppel went to uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina, because of uh, that was the, the, the real life version of where uh, Mayberry was. Right. You know, right. and uh, they, 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 they hoke it up. You know, they've got people who drive around in sheriff's cars just like Andy, and they've got a guy who's kind of like Barney and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And that, they were on a tour bus of these people and they're all Trumpers and they all really love Mayberry because there's no black people, you know? Well, and perfect. she said, you know, I love Donald Trump. I love that man so much, you know, and uh, this just boggles my mind. Is it, is it because of the racism? Is it, what is it, what is it that, that, that you would love Donald Trump? I mean, I, I have never seen a man because I never met him. I would not want to meet him. I've never seen a man that instantly, that I instantly disliked so much. And this was way back before he was involved in politics. Uh, I think it was on um, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And this was when he and Mar- Marla Mables had just gotten together. They had just had Tiffany. Right. And he was talking about how she had good legs, but we couldn't tell about the top part yet, as he put it. I mean, <laughs> this is a guy talking about his infant daughter. Yeah. And I'm going, my God, what a sleaze bag you are. How could anybody ever take you seriously as anything other than a low life? Uh, insane. It just boggles my mind. Well, I mean, when you think about it, though, you know, back in our day, back in the 70s and 80s, you take a look at one of the highest circulation pub- publications in the country, something like National Enquirer. Now, National Enquirer was an absolute fucking joke and the craziest shit in the world, but there was a large faction of people that bought it every week, read it every week, believed it every week. To a certain extent, we've got a large group of people that watch uh, WWE wrestling. Now, I'm not trying to make the claim that everybody who watches WWE wrestling is a bad guy. It's the people that believe everything about WWE wrestling. (laughs) They don't understand that it's entertainment. I mean, fucking entertainment's right in the name now. Uh, but that they're, they're, again, that's the most disconcerting thing I've found in this country since Donald Trump took over as president. I have been absolutely aghast by how many truly ignorant, naive, immature people there truly are in this country. Well, I knew because I was born in Tennessee. Yeah, that would explain. <laughs> I was born in the Republican part of Tennessee. So I knew very much uh, the depths to which people can sink. And, um, and you find this not just in the South. Go go, go to St. Cloud and spend some time in Minnesota. Yeah, you're true. You're right. You'll find the same people there. Um, and you know, it, it's not just a southern thing; it's a rural thing, and it's because the education stinks, and uh, they very early get distracted by WWE and all of the other thing, tractor pulls and whatever else yeah. that's involved here. And and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those people because they're because of that. There are Democrats who go to tractor pulls, I'm sure, and there uh, and so forth. But the racism and that sort of thing, it's endemic to the rural experience and the small town experience, I'm sorry to say, simply because they are not exposed to other people, to other ways of thinking, to even other religions. 
I mean, there, there were no, there were very few Catholics in my hometown when I was a kid. There was, uh, uh, there were no Jews, there were no Buddhists, there was nothing except fundamentalist and a sprinkling of Catholics. So, I mean, they, they're just not exposed to anything else. And, uh, um, they're not going to get it from, uh, TV. They're not going to get it from, uh, the newspapers, because all of those have been bought up by right-wing people now. So your local newspapers pushing the Trump line, your local radios pushing the Trump line, and uh, the TV with Sinclair and others buying up the smaller stations. It's out in rural America. It's very much, uh, uh, very much Republican territory now. You know, it's 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 funny, and you see this in society a lot. Um, there are certain people that are attracted to these loudmouth, bombastic people like Donald Trump. It's not just Donald Trump. I mean, I knew people uh, where I raised my kids. There was one guy who was very wealthy in town, and he was a complete asshole. If if he was not around, people would talk badly about him. Oh, he's just a jerk. He's just mm-hmm. a jerk. But because if he was in their presence and because he had a lot of money and because he was um, loud and gave the appearance of strength, these people would follow him around like a fucking little puppy dog. It, it's really a weird – it's a really a weird um, study on people, how they react. People like strong – leaders and they will follow anything and they will believe anything they say. I mean, we see it in the evangelical church. We see it in cults. We see it in sports teams for that matter. Some guy could be an absolute buffoon, but because he wins some football games and because he talks tough, everybody assumes what he says is true. They don't have any discernment to understand when somebody's bullshitting. Oh, absolutely. I can remember. Uh, Do you know who Richard Petty is? Yeah, race car driver. Right. Yeah, he's he was a very popular race car driver. Him and Dale, Dale Earnhardt, right, right. Um, and others uh, were, um, you know, that it, it was always in that when I was working in blue collar jobs, they they in the south, they they those were the two icons, right? right. Well, he ran for lieutenant governor of North Carolina, and he turned out to be a complete idiot. He didn't yeah. win, by the way, but he was spouting all of this crap. But everybody, I saw all these people, yeah, I'm voting for him because he can drive a car. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's this famous. Is, this he got money. The, this is the thinking. Exactly. So he must be smart because he can drive a car. I'm sorry. No, that's not necessarily the case. He was a very good driver. So was Dale Earnhardt. But uh, Dale Earnhardt's dead. And uh, Richard Petty's retired now, but he was not a bright individual. Sorry. And that carries me into another area that I wanted to talk about, since you and I kind of have a connection to it. Um, You've got these people that follow the Richard Petty's, the Donald Trump's or whatever. They don't really have the intellect or the ability emotionally to make good decisions. Um, These people are also birthing and raising kids. Now, about three years ago, I told my wife just before she retired, I said, you know what? There is going to be a huge shortage of teachers, ultimately. 
Teachers have been treated badly by administrations and by parents for that matter. And there's going to be a huge shortage. And guess what? There is a huge shortage. I mean, as much as the Republican Party wants to destroy the educational system, I think it's going to may implode on itself just by what it does to itself. One hopes so. I mean, I, I have a I have a pessimistic attitude toward uh, uh, education in general over the next few years. I mean, when I was a kid here, there was about 20 percent of my class that had any interest in school at all. And the rest didn't because they thought when they graduated, they would either go back to work on the farm or they would go to work in a, an assembly plant. And that was their, the height of their ambition. They, they had no reason to think about anything higher or doing anything else. They had no plans to go to college or trade school or anything else. They were just going to go with what they had. Well, those people still struggle because they did not uh, come up with any sort of other, uh, uh, you know, a few of them maybe learned to drive heavy equipment and they actually do well. They have a good salary and so forth. So not to denigrate that, but they you know, they couldn't tell you uh, anything about uh, literature, history, or, or uh, civics. They don't know how government works. And, and they are prey for these guys, the Ted Cruz's, the, the Ron DeSantis, the people who claim to be strong and are really working against their best interests. But they don't see that. They don't realize it because they never learned critical thinking. All they learned was, I believe in the church, I believe in the Republican Party, and that's all I need to know. Right. And and Ed and I can speak somewhat intelligently about this. While neither one of us are teachers, my wife was a teacher, uh, but we both worked for a school district uh, that owned the radio station that we worked on. And I've said this before, and people will make the connection of what school district I was part of, but I'll say this right now. The school districts I've seen, and I've seen a few, not just the one I was working at at that time. These are some of the most horribly run organizations I've ever fucking seen. I mean, the big problem you have in schools right now is, first of all, a lot of money pours into school districts. But very little of that money trickles down to teachers and kids where it's supposed to be. It gets clogged up in the administration, and you have all these people that don't do anything with kids that start sucking up the money. And then when you go to the classroom, everybody in the school district is so afraid of lawsuits and all this stuff. The fucking parents are the ones that run that school. And those parents don't want any accountability for their kids. The kids act up. Nobody gets a chance to learn anything. I'll tell you this. My wife was a teacher for 30 years, and she was a good teacher. And she was a strong teacher. She was tough, but kids liked her because she was fair. Nobody fucked around in my wife's classroom, and if they did, there was a price to pay. After she retired, she went back to substitute, make a little extra money. She likes working with the kids. After about six months of doing that, she said, fuck it, I'm not going back into those schools. Just in the short time she's been away, those schools have deteriorated in terms of the chaos that are going on in those schools. The teachers can't do anything. The administration knows nothing. And the kids do whatever the fuck they want because the parents are controlling everything. It's a fucked up mess in our educational system, and it doesn't bode well for the future. No, it doesn't. And uh, they need to get rid of, as you say, or as you hinted at, they need to get rid 
of uh, everything below the superintendent and above the principal. It just needs to go. You yeah. can have a principal in a school, get a good, strong principal, man or woman, it doesn't matter, uh, who will support the teachers, make sure the teachers are qualified, and let them run it. When the parents come in, well, you shouldn't discipline my child. They say, there's your child. There's, there's the door. door. Don't right. come back. Well, you know, you the either, thing- you eat. Yeah, you either you either go along with the discipline we provide, or we don't want your kid here. Well, the 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 real easy claim is we don't pay enough for teachers. We don't pay them enough, and that is true. That is true, but that's not the only fucking problem. Teachers get no support. I mean, I know of a teacher right now in a school district that we know very well that got pounded on by like a a very large sixth grade kid. And there was absolutely nothing he could do to protect himself or fight back or anything. He just has to stand there and take it. This is why we've got a lot of veteran teachers who have been there for 20, 30 years are going fucking enough. I don't want any part of it. Mm -hmm. And of course, all the young people are seeing opportunities elsewhere and they're seeing the mess in the schools and they don't want to be teachers. So now every time, every day, if you went to any district's website when they need um, substitutes, there's like mm-hmm. a couple, three, four, five hundred substitutes that don't get filled. So these kids yeah. end up having to share a teacher or be be unsupervised or whatever. It's a fucking mess. Well, here in my home county, um, I was just... I saw that uh, the director of uh, transportation was uh, at a school board meeting saying, uh, we got to do something. I can't get drivers for the school buses because the kids are so unruly and they can't control them. Uh, you know, they're vaping on the school bus. And if you try to stop them, they get, they threaten the teachers and so forth. And uh, um, that didn't happen when I was a kid. And the reason of course was that the kids knew that if they messed with the driver, the driver would turn him in. The principal would take his big paddle and beat the hell out of them. And then when they got home, the parents would take them behind the woodshed and do the same thing. Now, I'm not advocating corporal punishment. I'm not. I don't think it does that much good. But you've got to have consequences, and the consequences have to be that if the, the student cannot be controlled, the student must be put into some sort of, uh, uh, when we were in Minneapolis, they had a school that was, uh, you remember the movie Dangerous Minds with Michelle Phillips? Right. That was the kind of situation. They had these lockdown schools where, where they would put these kind of kids who couldn't be controlled in these schools. And I'm sorry to say, maybe sometimes that's what you have to do. I've said you know, all I'm not a social worker. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I've said all along, I, I think if you took 99% of the problems in this country, it can all be tracked back to shitty parents. Yeah. And the reason why it's important in talking about it on this show is because those shitty parents raise those shitty kids, and those shitty kids end up being Trumplefucks, racist, misogynist, and anti-Semites because they're uninformed, uninitiated, and fucking ignorant. Exactly. And we see that. I mean, look at Laura, Lauren Bober. You know, here's a 17 year old mother who now has a 17 year old kid who's the father of, uh, uh, of a kid that's probably going to turn out just like her. 
So um, this is the problem. It all goes back to parenting, and it all goes back to the fact that, uh, I'll be honest with you, it's economic. Uh, it's economic that you now you don't have a mother at home, or uh, you don't have two parents, and the, uh, kids cannot flourish in that particular situation. I mean, I know some single parents who did an excellent job with their kids, and they continue to do it, but they are exceptions. Right. Well, I mean, Lauren Boebert, for example, she's a piece of shit. She's not very bright, and she has a lot of problems. She's not a good person. And where did she come from? I've read this story, and I don't know all the facts, but her mother, of course, was very young when Lauren was born. And the only story, I, I've, I've seen video of this woman, and she's a loudmouth, drunken piece of shit, Lauren Boebert's mom. But the story that I always found funny is that uh, she's her mother was stalking this former professional wrestler, claiming that this wrestler was Lauren Boebert's father, which wasn't true. DNA proved it wasn't true, but they still harp on this shit. I mean, here's a mom, probably, uh, you know, probably in her 50s or 60s right now, that, that birthed Lauren Boebert. And she's worse than Lauren Boebert. The only saving grace is that she never got any position of authority like Lauren Boebert. So we have this piece of shit woman who gives birth to a piece of shit woman who's a piece of shit because mom is shitty. And then she gets some power. We're, we're breeding these people to get stronger and stronger, but not get any fucking smarter. It's, it's frightening. Yeah. I think it may be, too. I don't know that there are more people like that than there have ever been. I think they've probably been with us all along. It's just that we didn't elect them to Congress uh, back then. Um, I can actually look back when I was a teenager, when I was in college and so forth. There were politicians that I didn't agree with, certainly. But most of them had accomplished something in life, and they had an inkling of how government works. And that they would cross the aisle on occasion. Almost every bill had both a Republican and a Democratic sponsor. Um, you know, McCain-Feingold, for example. Remember that one? Um, right. So you could find common ground. You could work. You could make government work. Now you have a party, the Republicans, that are working to dismantle government, both on the state level and on the national level. And that's a problem because... We are electing people to Congress that should not be there. And right now there's about 150 Republicans that should be in prison, uh, to be honest. the uh, All of those who voted to decertify should have been thrown out. They should have been, uh, they should have been charged as uh, part of this uh, insurrection because they were, by their vote, part of the insurrection. They should not have been allowed back into the Capitol. Should have been just like after the Civil War when we threw out half the House. Right. It, does it seem like to you that this country and the people in this country have degraded as far as their intellect, as far as their sensibilities, as far as their morals um, since the time of, say, the 70s? I don't know. Maybe Maybe back in the 70s and 80s, we were just guarded from it because we didn't have the Internet and because 
the media was more journalistic and they wouldn't report on certain things. Now it's all about attention. And it doesn't matter if it's bad attention or good attention. Everybody is just hungry for attention. And because it's more wide open and more exposed, we see this degradation in our community. I don't know in our country. I don't know if it's always been there or just just now all of a sudden risen because of the 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 climate of the country i'm not sure i think it's just that we see it more i think it's always been there if you go back and you i, I know you're familiar with uh, um the podcast that uh, rachel maddow did about uh, you know the extreme extreme uh, uh nazism and uh, uh ultra yeah here in the in the uh, uh back in the 30s uh the the fascist movement within our own country and so forth. Yeah, it was there and it was there in the fifties with McCarthy and all of that. And uh, um, just, it's always been there. Uh, It's just that it didn't make it onto the mainstream. We didn't see it on the evening news all the time. Or if we did, people would condemn it because we had just fought a war over fascism and beaten the hell out of them. And now people are trying to bring it back. No, they would not put up with it. They knew what a Nazi was and they didn't like it. So it's been creeping, creeping, creeping back. So uh, is it worse? No, we just know about it now. There's always been crazies out there. Yeah, I think you're right. And, but, but something's got to be done about it because I mean, Every day we wake up and we watch the news and we see what the Trump LaFucks and the Republicans do. It's absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it's going to come to a point where people are going to be embarrassed to be even be in this country because of all the bullshit that goes on. Well, the fact that Fox News was allowed to exist for as long as it has is a big black mark against this country and against the resolve of both the Democratic Party and uh, and the embrace of it by the Republican Party. It's an indictment that no one has tried to shut that thing down for so many years. I mean, people rail against it. People say it's lying. But we needed what we should have had was congressional hearings every year if we needed to, to shut it down and, and constantly be uh, uh, be correcting the kind of swill that they're they're spewing i mean and and um i noticed there's been some bills introduced or there's been some movement to try to get it fox at least off of military bases right um because they they play it all the time we don't need that i'm sorry um and and the the favoritism given to it is insane because it's 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 like poison which is exactly what it is well, I'll walk into places of business, whether it be a retail place, a doctor's office, a dentist's office, a bar. And if they have Fox News playing, I'll walk the fuck out of there. I don't want to give anybody who supports that shit any money or any business at all. And it, it strikes me as strange how how oblivious they are by putting up something like Fox, you're going to alienate 50 to 70% of the people that walk in your door. If you're running a business, why would you do that? It beats me. I have some friends who have an app that they can, uh, they just check the 
the brand name of the TV and they can uh, turn their phone into a remote and they just change it <laughs> when they walk in, wow. <laughs> which is fun. That's aggressive. Yeah. That, 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 that's a yeah. fight, fight <laughs> that's in, it. In, in the process. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, that's one solution, right? Yeah, but, that's one uh, solution. That's one solution. I, I have. Uh, <laughs> well, we're 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 running out. I, of ta- uh, we're running uh, out of time. The here. only place. Go ahead. No, I just say we're kind of running out of time. Finish your thought. Oh, uh, I just I think it should be banned, uh, certainly from military installations, but it should also be banned from most cable systems. I think people should call up uh, their cable provider and say, I uh, I don't want my money going to Fox News. I'd like you to drop them from your cable system or I'm going elsewhere. And if enough people do that, they will actually drop them. They, they did. You know, it's like um, how a Dish Network dropped OAN. Right. And how others are dropping, uh, you know, uh, the other crazy networks. Well, Fox is in the same company now. We know that they've admitted it under oath. Uh, they're the guy who owns the, the company, Murdoch, has admitted it under oath. So it should be, it should go away, and they should just drop it from all the cable systems. Period. Well, they should, but unfortunately, they represent a lot of viewers and a lot of money, and that trumps truth. And facts. Well, let's every put time. It, look at it this way. Let's see what happens with Walgreens. They they have they have cast their lot with the Christo fascist, and they're they're not going to dispense abortion pills. We'll see how long they do that, or if they will suddenly have a come to Jesus moment and decide. Well, maybe we should make those available because folks like me are switching to other drugstores. There's well, plenty of them around. There, there are plenty of them around, and that upsets me because we have a Walgreens in the town I live. I get my prescriptions there. I love the people there. The people in this Walgreens in the state of Minnesota are not going to ban those drugs. You know, basically, uh, the 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 um, the governor codified a lot of things, including the abortion issue and stuff like that. That's not going to be an issue there. So, do you hold the whole organization responsible? And 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 boycott. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, I think you. Yeah, moves. I think you do. Really? Yeah, I, I really do think you do because they are banning them even in states where they're not illegal. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think you have to. Uh, I mean, it's the same with me. I like the people at my local Walgreens. That's where I shop. That's where I've always shopped. But at this stage, I am ready to say no. I'm done. I'm well, done until you wake up. You know, that's why I don't go in Hobby Lobby. I do not uh, uh, patronize Chick-fil-A. Okay. Uh, never have, never will. No, you know? I, and I'm sure there are wonderful people who work in both. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no, no doubt about it. I mean, we're at a time in history with all the bad things going on. We need to look back to the 60s and have more activism amongst the people exactly. in this country. That's the thing that's going to make the changes. Well, we're running out of time, Ed, as we commonly do. I want to thank you for uh, taking the time out of your Friday to sit down and talk. Uh, it's always good to get your insights and perspectives from the South as opposed to the Well, you know how region. I am. 
I'm very busy. Sometimes I sits and sometimes I sits and thinks, but mostly I just sits. <laughs> yeah. T- today you were just sitting and so was I. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ed. Yeah. And for the folks at home, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. We hope you have a great day and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.